From the Boulder Ballet Studio 3 at the Dairy in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Boulder Ballet, and we're here with Lance Harden. Uh, wow, this is the first time I've actually seen you without a mask since your change in position here. Lance, what's it been like? I mean, you kind of took over the professional company right as the shutdown happened. Uh, well, let me correct you first, George. I think we've only seen each other without a mask, but it was only through a screen. That's true. We Zoomed. <laughs> Mother Winter, though, had a fur cover. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, there's been a lot going on for sure. We've... Uh, transitioned and done a lot of different things, film, uh, two films in fact, and two uh, and a film festival. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been exciting. I, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to, uh, uh, we haven't spoken anyway about our performance last weekend, so. No, and I'm, I'd actually like to do a show totally focused on that as well as performances that are coming up. Right. And you've also got some fine new company members. We do. And we're going to learn about Ross, last name? Ross Freeman. Ross, it's great to meet you. It's been uh, more fun talking movies with you in the last five minutes <laughs> before we started recording. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Um, yeah. So what do you want to know? Well, first of all, welcome to Boulder Ballet. Are you from Boulder, Colorado? Where did you move from? So I uh, grew up in the Pacific Northwest outside of Seattle. Yeah, uh, first 16 years of my life spent within the evergreens and the rain, uh, which really shaped my personality, I feel. Um, and then I moved to uh, Natick, Massachusetts to go to Walnut Hill School for the Arts uh, for dance. My parents then, empty nesters, moved to Arizona and they had lost three years with me. I moved when I was 16. I graduated when I was 19. Um, and they're like, you should go to the University of Arizona. It's the number one public dance program in the country. And I said, okay. And I auditioned. I got in. And I uh, wanted to get another major because I wasn't sure if I wanted to dance professionally. And I knew the first semester I was dancing in college that I was like, yeah, yep, I'm sold. I want to do this. So do you have another major in, say, movie history? No, no, no. Just amateur film, film stuff. Uh, it is, it is one of my hobbies. It's what I do when I get home to relax and, you know, get away from everything. But uh, my other major was linguistics. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it and how old were you when you first got interested in dance and performance? So I was nine years old and I was uh, a gymnast. I was doing gymnastics and soccer. Those were my two main things. And one of my mom's friends, uh, she was a dance teacher and she said, you know, she, he should do dance. It would help with his balance. And so I said, okay. And I you know, started going one day a week, next year, two days a week, so on and so forth. Then I needed a little bit uh, better training. I feel like I was um, you know, outgrowing what that place was. Um, and I went to Evergreen City Ballet where there was a lot of um, teachers from Pacific Northwest Ballet. Kevin Kaiser, Luis Nadeau, uh, Jeffrey Stanton, and um, yeah, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. I grew a ton um, in terms of just how to conduct myself in a theater, how to conduct myself in rehearsal, and then from there, yeah, I went to a summer intensive, uh, Walnut Hill School for the Arts summer intensive, and 
I was asking, hey, where can I get better training? I feel like I'm once again outgrowing what my environment was. And they said, here. And I said, nope, it is 60 grand a year. And they said, you will pay five grand a year. And that was cheaper than what my training was in Washington alone, let alone like gas, all this stuff. And this included room and board. So yeah, I ended up going across the country, kind of crazy. And what happened to gymnastics when you were increasing your time in dance? So the first things to go were all the other things. Like I did, I did basketball, baseball, but that all just kind of went to the side. Soccer stuck, stayed until I was like 13. Gymnastics when I was 14. And then there's just not enough time to do all those things. I still actually um, did voice lessons. I did voice lessons until I was 17. Yeah, but I, I sang in choirs. I sang in uh, the All Northwest Choir um, one year, which was amazing to hear 150 beautiful voices around you. It's pretty, pretty outstanding. But everything just kept being cut away to dance. Dance was everything, you know. So I needed that. I needed that dedication to one thing to get really good. I wanted to be the best I could be. So movie trivia. Yes. What movie talks about no ballet with the opera? ballet with opera. Is this Amadeus? Oh, very good. Amadeus is so good. It's, so, fun fact, I have a, my own uh, uh, collection of uh, print media and all those things, and physical media, I mean, and on my shelf is Amadeus, and I just still haven't got along to watching it. I continue to just watch the Grand Budapest Hotel, Serpico, uh, Barry Lyndon, and... Uh, Films like that, or Carlito's Way has been a really popular one the past month. You're coming to Netherland and we're watching Amadeus. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so what was it like last year? And Lance, I really want to bring you in on this as well. Uh, but when the shutdown happened, where did you see your career going? That had to be really nerve wracking to have the arts almost shut down. Yeah, so fun story about this. So I graduated Summa cum laude, only got like three B's in my college career. I was like, yes, I'm gonna dance. I did everything right. I was elected Phi Beta Kappa, all these like achievements, and there was no job market. I applied to tons of universities to be a research assistant for linguistics, and they said, we'd love to hire you, but there's no jobs, we're frozen. I, I, was, I made a really good connection with Boulder Valley. That was my strongest um, in terms of like what I felt I could give to the company and the connection I felt with Lance um, actually when I auditioned. Um, but once again, I called uh, in March, end of March, they said they'd tell me if I was uh, hired and they said, We're, we can't do anything. We can't uh, you know, hire anybody. We might have to you know, um, think about other options in terms of employment and I was, I was devastated, yeah. So Lance, I mean, this is where I'd love for you to join this conversation, but it had to be hard to be doing auditions. How did you know when performances and everything were going to be able to start? And I would think that you've got to have rehearsal time and all of that going on. How do you bring in someone new? Well, there was um, a lot of discussion and dialogue around when we would perform and when we might perform and when we hoped we'd perform. Um, and that triangulation uh, focused on last weekend. Um, and, you know, George, we even uh, at one point felt we would be performing on uh, someone's personal farm and making a stage and 
just to be outdoors. Um, and last weekend, I think, could have worked for that. There might have been a rainy day in there, too. But um, we Oklahoma did. was successful with their <laughs> <laughs> so So that was first was, you know, determining when the uh, performance was. And essentially, we just pushed it back as late as we could and still call it within the framework, framework of our normal season. Um, and so then we discussed how long that season would be. And since Nutcracker was um, lost to the company, um, we uh, said, well, after Nutcracker, we'll start after Nutcracker would normally have uh, commenced when we would come back from our winter break. And this was probably decided um, October, November, finally. Finalized and plotted, and with enough wiggle room to to make things happen. Should should we run into uh, a pandemic, let's say, <laughs> <laughs> or even people who wouldn't want to be vaccinated, <laughs> you, you know. So uh, you know, it's just really a lot of uh, best guesses and uh, wishful thinking. But you know, Ross is uh, part of our final. Uh, in-person uh, audition process. So he really? he happened to audition. Was that last year? Mm-hmm. End of end of February. Fun fact: I actually chose not to do my last in-person performance until what I didn't know would be the May performances with Boulder Ballet to audition. I had to tell a choreographer, "I can't do this performance. I know I have to go to Boulder Ballet and audition for the company." So I gave up my last performing opportunity for a year and a few months, un- unwittingly at the time. So what was it like for you to actually be able to perform last weekend? That had to be huge. Well, it was uh, outstanding to say the least. I mean, the gratitude I feel for dance nowadays versus you know before the pandemic um, is immeasurable. But I think the best part <laughs> about performing in front of people again is because most of our company's vaccinated and we had been testing intensively uh, for COVID. Yeah, uh, we, we increased that yes. during the performances. Yeah, every day we were being uh, tested. And so we were allowed to perform without masks. So I think it was the day before the first show, we all didn't have our masks on and the faces that people made at each other, that was the best part. We were all just like, that's what your face really looks like? We got to really see Ross uh, that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I will say quickly, uh, Richard Chinsey, you've met Richard Chinsey, oh, yeah. uh, a friend of the ballet, uh, and he, um, he recommended Ross. So Ross came into the audition. With a recommendation. He also had the recommendation. Also had the recommendation. <laughs> so I had that, that doom and gloom of the pandemic, and I said, go with what you know. He had been in, we did have uh, a rapport, and uh, so he had the diversity of movement that we were looking for, um, and, uh, and other things for sure. Um, but so we were, we were happy to, to have him, but you know, I didn't quite remember what he looked like. And so when we, <laughs> when we got the mask off, <laughs> we got the mask off and, and you know, we, there we were on stage um, uh, in unity to, to perform without our mask in front of the audience, and we had to, I'll take a collective sigh of relief and say, hey, Ross isn't that bad looking. That's all right. We <laughs> <laughs> so 
Lance, I'm curious, what are you looking for uh, when someone auditions for the company? Because Ross could be the most fantastic dancer on the planet, but a complete jerk where he's not interacting well with the company members. And how do you find that out when someone auditions? Because I think the, the way the company interacts is almost as important, if not more important, than someone's talent. That's, that's so true. Um, the diversity of movement and the, the hunger to, to find it um, daily is evident, uh, essentially in a dancer in class. Um, and it, it can't happen in the moment. It has to be something that's built up. So you can see this in, in a dancer, uh, but we can see it across uh, different walks of life, for sure. Um, I've uh, rest referenced LeBron James. Now, this was probably years ago now, but I do recall uh, referencing him in his, it's evident that he has a passion uh, for that sport, you know. Um, I think he might get a little harder as you get older in, in a sport like that because of the competition, but he also has a, uh, a brand to protect. So there's some of that in there now as well. But you know, when he was a teenager in this multi-million dollar industry, it was really his passion that uh, I think uh, put him on top of, of, of the rest of the competition because the talent was all, all there, but the whole league is filled with talent. Um, and you know, you, you're really uh, looking for someone that's uh, spent time with the, the education but also understands the performance aspect of it. There's a time to um, give back what you've get, gotten and what you've received would have uh, come through the rehearsal process, any dialogue from the choreographer, any mood that you take from it, any story that you, you feel is your job to portray, and that has to be turned back on on that moment and uh definitely a company is a place where you can grow in that and you can definitely uh, acquire those skills um and but when you find dancers that are possessive of that quality you you really want to grab hold of them right away so ross earlier you said uh you felt you could really bring something to the company what qualities what uh, skills and talents are you going to bring to Boulder Ballet that we should be looking for and excited to see? Well, uh, this is quite a question, I must, I must admit. Um, I try. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I want it to be noted, I'm not trying to be vain if I say anything kind of strange or be like, oh, this is what I'm actually bringing. Because I really do not want to have an, an ego. That's like my goal in life is to is to be a peacemaker, uh, a sense of balance for the company. That, I think that was my main goal when I came in, is I wanna fill the slots that we need filled. I want this company to get along as best it can in my ability, what I can do. Um, in terms of talent and other things, uh, college gave me a great modern dance training. Um, I also went to intensives in Israel with uh, Batsheva. I went to New York for Paul Taylor, which is where I met Richard Chensey. And I really have treasured and kept a lot of the information I've gotten from those non-balletic uh, movement styles or movement languages. And 
I think I bring that to the company too. But I think every day, what, what Lance is talking about, the passion, every day I am searching and feeling my own body to present to the world, to reach from my inner self out to the farthest reaches I can. And I think Lance helps me get there. Lance and all of our wonderful teachers are really, really um, wonderful and giving in terms of corrections that are all productive. It's, there is never um, anything to be like, oh, you're not doing this right. The way that they say, they make suggestions to help me get to that place is so comforting and uh, welcoming. So yeah, those things. And then also I've been a choreographer um, since my teens. Um, so I just choreographed a solo. Uh, I actually choreographed it on another company member and they told me after I choreographed the whole thing, Russ, I don't think I wanna do this movement. My body hurts. And I was like, why does it hurt? He's like, you base the piece on an exorcism. And I said, oh yeah, 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 you're right. So I ended up doing the solo myself uh, for faces. When faces, there were some complications with just trying to get it uh, going. And I showed the piece to Lance and Claudia, and uh, by the next day, I think, I realized it was in the program, next to a work by Christopher Wheeldon and next to all of our wonderful house choreographers. Uh, and so I was just blown away that I got to um, choreograph something, that I got to experience on stage in front of people without masks, and uh, just see people's reactions. I think that's the, that's the, best, that's the best part of this whole thing. Wow, you choreographed angels and demons. We've got him doing an exorcism. <laughs> Ross said something that really I loved. It was uh, movement language. And we talk a lot about acting and how important your acting skills are because your movements are speaking to the audience. But I've never heard it put that way before. Um, yeah, movement language. It's it's very, a great phrase. Um, it's the, con the, the what connects each dancer uh, one to the other. Um, you know, we don't all come from the same uh, backgrounds. Uh, essentially, we do because that's how we're able to get past the, the audition and, and the rigors of a couple of days rehearsal or more. Um, but uh, it's the collective experience that we have here together and what we do with that that is what uh, defines our company. So. Um, well, Ross has a has a, a technique and a, and a fine education. There's uh, other dancers in the com other in the company that have come from other organizations, other fine uh, schools and and training um, that of ballet and of other forms. Um, you know, the evidence is going to be uh, quite evident on stage. Um, this year, we did a piece by Angel Kaba, who's an Afrofusion choreographer. Uh, it was through Zoom, and uh, we had about four rehearsals. And um, George, you'll have to see it. I don't know if you have seen that yet, but you'll have to see. <laughs> uh, the company looks great. It's it's a Afro um, and a fusion with hip hop. Um, we've uh, we've done a modern piece, as mentioned. There's Wilden uh, performed by the company this year. Um, Claudia is more of a modern choreographer herself as well. Um, Emma's piece is a, a set in ballet uh, technique, but it's quite contemporary. Um, but it's just, it speaks to, to the diversity of movement, uh, that our choreography is uh, 
spawning as well as what the dancers can project and, and portray um, it's fun um, and that freedom that that comfortability is important you asked prior about uh, how the company works with uh, well with egos and and, and with um, hierarchy and whatnot um, honestly I feel like in, in a lot of ways it takes care of itself um, humility is a large part of being a performer uh, so if you're not ready to be humbled uh, you will be um, and you know an honest effort is it just goes so far it goes so far because people not only want to work with you they want to see you perform which is what you want to do you want to be seen doing your fine work um, what you've chosen to do um, and it's a privilege and if you take it any other way like I said you'll be humbled, you will be humbled, and it, 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 it's the dance that does it. It's, it's the stage, <laughs> the performance, the, the, the eyeballs, that'll do it. It's not um, any, anybody else's work but your own work that will uh, manifest the results. So um, I, I do have an eye towards that. Um, I know that I'm not really meant to get along with everybody, but I think that I have the capability of it, so I don't worry too much as well because like I said, a part of it is something that I can't really deal with. I think the stars will <laughs> will uh, take care of it. I really do. Ross, in conclusion, what are your goals with Boulder Ballet? Where do you see yourself going here? Oh, man. Wherever I could, it could take me. I swear. Um, this is just a crazy experience to be dancing in a company when I thought I wasn't going to dance again. Um, after... After I graduated, um, I bought a bass guitar to express myself, aside from everything else, uh, and I've been, I'm still playing it. Um, I worked the election. I volunteered to help uh, students register to vote around the state of Arizona, and I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I had taken the LSAT and done all of those things, and I got a call on the 27th of December asking if I would move in five days from Tucson to Boulder to start dancing with the company. And with all of those things I had already built up, all of these things I'd been like, my path maybe isn't gonna be a dancer, maybe I'm gonna be something else and help people in different ways. I dropped all of that instantly. I said, heck yes, moved in five days. And then, uh, yeah, I've been in love with dancing with this company uh, ever since. In terms of future, um, I hope to choreograph more for the company, I hope to, fulfill what we need to grow and continue to establish ourselves um, as one of the great companies of Colorado. Um, and then from there, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just interested to see what surprises lie on the, on the road ahead. Uh, I'm not planning for anything, really. Uh, I think the best thing to do is continue to work on your craft earnestly, with humility and gratitude that you get to work. And from there, I don't know. I'm, this will be a future conversation about the, the things that we do, the great things, hopefully, in the future. Ross, wonderful to meet you. Real quick plug, Lance. You got another performance coming up Sunday, June 13th. That's right. Uh, June 12th in Highlands Ranch and June 13th in Boulder uh, at the Boulder Band Show. We're very excited about that. It's um, Arts in the Park. It's kind of a, a, a new go at the Boulder Band Show Ballet in the Park experience, ticketed 
event, first time ever. So um, if you'd like to see it, you, you should get your tickets soon. I think that's, that, that uh, Boulder show starts at 7.30, and it'll be a, about a 90-minute performance. Um, and if you haven't met Ross or any of our new dancers recently, it'll be a great uh, opportunity to get, get out there and see us dance. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it.